0: Hey runners, before we get started, just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone that has left us a rating or review over on iTunes. Your ratings and reviews really help us to find new people, to help more runners, and it's a great way for you to say thank you for all of the free content that we put out for you on a weekly basis. So if you haven't yet, please go leave us a review, screenshot this, and share it on social media so that we can help more people to run their life. Now, on to the show.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Hey, runners. Happy Thanksgiving. If you are catching this on the day it's released we and Andrew are in the united states we want to wish you and your family a happy thanksgiving and even if you're not in the united states we want you to know that we are thankful for every single one of you so all of our listeners all around the world no matter where you're joining us from we are so thankful and grateful that you choose to spend time with us every week because we know that your time is valuable and we don't take that for granted and we hope and we pray that you get lots and lots of benefits from this podcast And that you'll keep listening to us and that you'll share us with friends because it's our goal to help more runners to enjoy running, to train in a way that's right for them, to feel good in the process. And we accomplish that through this podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. And thank you for spending your time with us. So today we have a special treat for you Inside the Real Life Runners Training Academy this year, we have run monthly workshops. And the focus of our November workshop and our November team challenge was all about gratitude and using gratitude to improve our running. So today, I want to share that with you. If you are already a member of the academy, you probably have heard this already. But if not, here is the replay of our workshop, Using Gratitude to Improve Your Running, And if you're not yet a member of the Academy, we are actually open for enrollment this week. So, our next 12 week program starts next week, the week of November 28th. So, there's still time for you to join the Academy. Head over to realliferunners.com forward slash Academy. You can get all of the details there so you can join us next week. Now, on to the podcast. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to our November monthly workshop. Today's topic, or this month's topic, is all about how we can use gratitude to improve our running. Now, I know that November is typically one of those months where a lot of people focus on gratitude, which is one of the reasons I like to do it too. And I actually did a challenge a couple years ago um, where I posted like on Instagram every single day, like one picture and one thing that I was grateful for. And I really thought that it was helpful in a lot of ways. Um, I felt like it gave people, it, it really helped me to try to find more things in my life that I was grateful for. And I think it also gave people like a good idea of like kind of who I was more as well. So we want to kind of, I want to kind of expand on that when I was thinking about the topic for this monthly workshop and this monthly challenge, um, because shifting your mindset to a mindset of gratitude can, Completely shift your entire life, but definitely your running. So today, we really want to focus on how that applies to our running, because what we can see in the research is that gratitude, like focusing on gratitude and practicing gratitude in in life, you know, they haven't not that not to my knowledge have they done a research study specifically on runners and running, um, which maybe we should do one day, but just people in general when they. Do gratitude practices or journaling or those kinds of things, they notice massive shifts in like self esteem and quality of relationships and a lot of different areas of their life. So, I like to figure out how we can actually apply this to our running. Because what I think it's really important to notice, and one of the first things that I really want to start with, because, you know, a lot of people when they think of gratitude, they think about, okay, what in my life is good? right? Like what can I be grateful for? And so when we try to think of things that we're grateful for, we automatically want to go to the good and we want to try to figure out, okay, okay, that means that I should really shift my mindset to one of being more positive, right? To trying to to find the positive in my life. And that's not exactly what it means. I think that that does naturally happen. Like when you are looking for things in your life to be grateful for, I think you do naturally kind of start to shift more into a mindset of positivity. But finding gratitude doesn't mean being positive all the time because running just like life is 50-50. Like there are, are good days and there are bad days. There are easy days and there are hard days. And so what's important for us to really remember is that in all of it, we are the ones that actually determine what is good and bad, what is hard and easy. And how can we take all of those things and find gratitude for all of it in our lives, right? Because If we are only focusing on the positive and only seeing the good, sure, it's going to be a little bit easier, right, to find gratitude. But can we also find gratitude for the harder days, for the quote-unquote bad things in our life? Um, And that's really where I think gratitude as a practice really starts to evolve into something that can be completely life-changing, right? So, Kev.
1: Yes. All
0: right. So I'm like chatting away here. Do so you have anything to add right there?
1: So there was a study on on sports, and it's kind of the the positive negative. I yeah think that, that your whole idea behind this call and really this month is to to change gratitude besides just looking at positive things. But there there was a study that they did. They had um they were football players, mm-hmm. and they had them watch a video of themselves run a play. And there was a coach voiceover who either watched the video and pointed out exactly what they did wrong. Mm -hmm. They had another voiceover that pointed out exactly what they did right. And then they had one that just made like neutral comments of, you know, this this was a, a decently run play or something like very neutral on it. Yeah. And the players who had the positive comment, who had something about it being told that that was a good aspect, continued to improve. And the ones who were told this was something that was run wrong. It was like receivers that were running around and turning and catching the ball. The ones who heard the negative were far, far more likely to drop the next pass, even if they caught the first one. Even if the, the positive or negative thing had nothing to do with catching it, the ones who were told something positive about it, right. that this was a good aspect in, in whatever was. area. Everything about their performance on their next attempt was better. And they've tried to say that you could sort of apply this to like the positive self-talk when you go off on a run of you know if if things are not going smoothly you can flip this around by simply having more positive positive thought i think that a good way that we're trying to discuss that that you've got sort of outlined here is just because something is critical does not mean that it's negative. You could actually be grateful for the critique because it offers a chance for growth. Yeah. And that's taking it to a whole nother level, in which case every commentary, whether it's a critique or a praise, is all in fact positive information.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And but it is very interesting, you know, to notice like what happens in our brain when we get positive or negative feedback right and i think that it's really important for us to think about what kind of feedback we're giving to ourselves because in a coaching situation it's easy right like if your coach gives you positive feedback or negative feedback then you can take it a certain way. But a lot of us, especially as runners, I mean, you guys are a little bit different because you obviously have coaches, but a lot of you that are just, that are in the Academy don't have that weekly feedback with a coach. Like those of you that are in our like one-on-one personalized coaching do, but you know, a lot of it is just like, you know, we help set up, set you guys up with a plan. We are here to answer questions for you, but ultimately it's, you're the one out there, you know, doing the workouts, adjusting your plan, seeing what happens. Like when a run feels good, when a run doesn't feel good, you're the one that's giving that feedback to yourself. And so I think it's really important like to take what Kevin was talking about from that football study and say, okay, what am I saying to myself after my runs, right? Or what am I saying to myself during my runs? And how is that feedback that I'm giving to myself either improving my performance or harming my performance, right? Because I can understand why, you know, the people would be more likely to drop the, the pass. The receivers would be more likely to drop the pass after receiving negative feedback because then they're in their head, right? They're like, oh, I don't want to drop another one, right? And so what are they thinking about? They're thinking about dropping The pass and how they don't want to drop the pass, and which actually makes them more likely to drop the pass, right? Whereas if we can focus on some of the more positive things or some of the things that we did right, like the coaches or the players that received that feed, the positive feedback of what they were doing right, they were more likely to focus on that, right? And so on our runs, what are we focusing on, right? Like, are we focusing on our strengths? Are we focusing and telling ourselves what a good job we're doing? Or are we focusing on how bad we feel and how we're slowing down and how we're not hitting the paces that we want to hit? You know, like, so just start to be aware of like what runs through your mind in that, right? So the way that I want to kind of break this down today is like talking about, First, like gratitude for the good things in our life and gratitude for the good things in our running. Then we want to kind of look at gratitude for the hard things, right, or gratitude for the quote unquote bad things. And then we want to think about gratitude as a practice and ways that we can practice gratitude, which is really going to be the challenge that I'm going to – um, give to you guys this month. And I really want this to be an interactive challenge. Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the challenge at the end of this call today, but I really want this to be an interactive challenge. So those of you that like, don't post in the group, this is the chance that I want to kind of call you out and ask and invite you to come start posting in the group a little bit more. You know, can you post about the good things, the bad things, the hard things, like all the things just to like, put it out there? Because One of the beautiful things about running is that every runner goes through very similar experiences, regardless of the distance of the race you're training for, regardless of your pace or your speed. We all have. Self doubt. We all have good days. We all have hard days. We all are on the struggle bus sometimes, right? Like, and it might be for different reasons, but so many of us have those similar shared experiences. And when you can connect with other runners on those experiences, it makes you feel like you're not alone, right? Like, and that's a really, really powerful thing that I really want to promote inside the team this month, okay? So, let's start off by kind of talking about the easy stuff, right? Like gratitude for the good stuff in our running. So, first of all, I would love to hear in the chat what are you grateful for about running? Like what about running makes you feel gratitude, right? And I I'll I'll start by um adding a couple here and I would love to to share what you guys share in the chat as well. But like just Let's start off with gratitude for the ability to run. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that it's something that a lot of us take for granted because we've been able to do it our our whole life, right? And unfortunately, there are so many people out there that can't run, right? Because maybe they don't have legs or maybe they don't have the strength to run or maybe they don't have, um, you know, they, they don't live in a safe area. And so going out for a run is just really not, feasible, right? So just the ability to go out and run every day or a few times a week or whatever it is, that's a huge thing that we can be grateful for, right? And I think that a lot of times we think about these little things and we just kind of overlook them. We take them for granted, like even even something as clean as, or as clean, as simple as clean water. You know, like I take clean water for granted. I just go over to my fridge and fill this up when I'm, when I'm thirsty. Right. But there are so many people in the world that don't have clean water. So they're like everywhere you look, there can be gratitude for those good things in our life. And that same thing goes for our running, you know, gratitude for a new pair of running shoes and the ability to buy new running shoes when you need a new pair. Like that's a huge thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you highlight all sorts of things um the ability to run always comes back to me um you know anytime anybody's dealt with injuries and been sidelined for any period of time and i i was sidelined for a good chunk of like my collegiate running experience Mm -hmm. so the ability to go out day upon day maybe you get like a small aches and pains you miss a couple days here but to be able to come back from that and be like, all right, I'll just take a couple of days off. I'll put some ice on it. I'll, whatever the small thing is that you can fix it, to be able to come back and run after that, I, I try to never lose sight of the gratitude for simply the ability to go out and run.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you know, uh, running, running gear, right? Like I have a friend um, in my local running group that collects used running shoes, and she sends them to Venezuela because she like the people down in Venezuela would like to run, but they don't have the both because of poverty and just access. They don't have access to proper running shoes. And it's funny because it's like, I donate our, our used running shoes, Kevin and our, I, you know, our old pairs of shoes that in my mind are just completely worn out and dead. Right. But like for these people to get like a quote unquote real pair of running shoes, even the worn out running shoes is so much better than what they already have that that's like, a huge upgrade, right? And so it's like, how thankful are we though, right? Like every time we make that purchase of that new running shoe, like some people are like, oh, I have to buy new running shoes again, right? But that's amazing that you're even able to do that, Um you know, other other things that I like to kind of point out are the ability to do hard things, right? The fact that we even want to run, the fact that we even choose to do this, um, gratitude for our commitment and dedication to the sport, to ourselves, right? Even if you feel like Oh, well, I haven't been as committed as I wish I would be. Right. Like, cause I think that's a a thing that's really easy to do. It's like, okay, you know, okay, coach, like you want me to be thankful that I'm committed, but like I only ran three times this week or last week. Right. I was supposed to run five times and I only ran three. Okay. But you still were committed to those three days. Right. Can you still be grateful that you got out there three times versus beating yourself (laughs) up for not? being perfect with your training plan, right? And he says, I love that I get to run in the mountains and running with my dog. Running makes me feel so healthy. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I think that one thing I think about too is like, can we be grateful for our willingness to do what other people won't? right? Like how many times, like how many people have you talked to that find out you're a runner and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. And you're like, yeah, but you can, right? <laughs> but most a lot of times those people aren't willing to do it. Right. It's not that they can't do it. Some of them can't, right? That's true. That that might be true. But a lot of times they're just not willing to. And you are. We are, right? We're willing to do that. And it's not about comparing ourselves to other people. And it's not about saying that we're better than anybody. Like, that's not obviously what I'm saying here. But it's it's also that like. You're allowed to pat, pat yourself on the back, right? For getting out there and doing it because it's one, it's something that's hard to do and it's something that sets you apart from other people. Um, Diane says, I am grateful that I have enough support at home to run when I need to. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Like, so a, a supportive spouse, right? I mean, that's definitely something that Kevin and I are grateful. I think I can speak for both of us, right? You're you're gra- grateful for me just as, as much as I'm grateful for you. Um I'm
1: grateful for Angie every single day I wake up.
0: <laughs> but it's like but it's true, right? Like cuz Kevin and I, I mean, I know people <clears throat> that I that I'm that I'm friends with that run that don't have supportive spouses, right? That don't understand running and that um you know, the husband like gives the gives her flack for Spending time away from the family or spending more money on another race or you know whatever it might be, and so that is a huge thing, right to have that love and support at home to help you pursue your goals. I think that's that's so so big Diane, I love that,
1: yeah I mean the the ultra marathon I did months ago that really highlights how much support was involved to drag the family in a car to drive down the keys and kind of follow me along and leapfrog me down there. That support is is so powerful. That more than anything was more than not making to the finish line. Personally, I, I felt like upset i i got all emotional because i felt like i was letting down my support system like for them to have put that much out there and for me to not make it to the finish line that's that's what caused such an issue with me um but one of the things that you pointed out was our willingness to do what others others won't and how it's not a comparison part of this isn't that it's a bragging we can take pride in ourself without trying to like show off to anybody else it's not like look at the amazing thing i did that others aren't doing you can just personally be proud of what you're doing without having to say, look at what I'm doing that another person is not doing. Just be proud of what it is that you are doing. So that's a a great way to kind of take the pride without pushing anybody else down. You can rise up without pushing down.
0: Well, I don't think it's about pushing people down, but I do think that like, as humans, we are proud of ourselves when we do things that kind of set us apart from From the quote unquote average person or the pack, right? Like, because there is this like, commu- like, um, like pack mentality almost, right? Of like, I-, I think about America the way it is right now, and I think about how Americans live their lives, right? And the trends that I see in America, and the trends specifically in the world of health right? If we look at societal trends, it does not look good, right? Like society continues to get sicker and more unhealthy and less active. And I like to see myself as like trying to set myself apart from that. And it's not because I'm better than anybody else, but it's just like, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what the majority of people are doing and I want to do something different. And that's because I want to live a different life. I don't wanna be riddled with chronic pain and chronic disease and those kinds of things because that's what I'm seeing in the majority of the people in America and really in lots of places in the world right now. So it's not about like me pushing other people down and it's not about me saying like, I'm better than anybody. It's just like, I'm recognizing what's happening over here. And I, I'm not, I don't wanna make that choice for myself. I wanna make a different choice
1: which is is sometimes difficult because moving yourself out of the pack is not an easy task to do right our brain likes to stay with the pack if the pack is staying sedentary and moving toward in unhealthy uh physical Mm -hmm. directions it still mentally feels like that's the safer route because you're traveling with the pack so right. to stand out that's part of the the greatness that is this running group of real life runners because mm-hmm. we still have our group of people. you're like, all right I'm not <laughs> flying solo, I'm not doing this all on my own. There are other people that do it. you know it'd be great if more people in the world ran. I really think that it would be great
0: um well but, that's our mission
1: <laughs> it is the mission <laughs> that's our mission here at real life runners to get into like runners. You know, everybody counts as a runner. You run, you run, walk, whatever distance it is that you like to run, you race, you don't race. But within that, some people really take pride in pushing themselves even farther to greater distances. People that cross the finish line of a marathon and they're like, Oh man, I'm disappointed in that result. You're like in the top 1% distance wise of all runners in the world. Like most runners don't run marathons. So to see that you've tried and just to see how, you, how it would go. Maybe it didn't go time wise as you thought it might, but that chance to explore takes some, some gratitude for your own, uh, ability to kind of like, push yourself and just see what, what is possible within you yeah. to test the boundaries, to be grateful for your ability and willingness to test the boundaries, even if it doesn't end up with the result that you want. It kind of like we've, we're still in, in gratitude for good, but it is starting to slide into that gratitude for yeah. the hard. Yeah. I wouldn't it's, say it's we're, we're
0: transitioning. For
1: it's not. I I like that you phrased it in the in outline of gratitude for good and gratitude for heart rather than good and bad because it's not necessarily bad. It's just it's more challenging to see the gratitude in in things that aren't necessarily all sunshines and rainbows.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so it's being willing to do the hard thing, right? Like the times that we don't want to run, but we do it anyway. Can we be grateful for that early alarm clock that wakes us up at 5 a.m.? Can we be grateful for the darkness, the cold, the rain, the snow, the ungodly humidity like I experienced this morning on my run? (laughs) God, I was like, we were out there running and we were doing half mile repeats. And I'm like, how is it november 1st right now because i was drenched like it was just disgusting out today can i be grateful for those days right and that's where it starts to become a little bit more challenging right because we're it's easy to be grateful for the runs that feel amazing right like the days that you get out there and the weather is cool and your legs feel amazing and you just go off and you have incredible runs right and you're like Gosh, I'm glad to be alive. Gosh, I'm glad to be a runner. Right? Those are the easy days. That it's you know the, the days that it's easier to be grateful. It's harder to be grateful on the on the crappier days, right? Like on the days where it's 80 degrees and humid on November 1st, and or the days where your I body's not run. cooperating.
1: Right? Your legs. Oh, feel my legs like were lead. not
0: cooperating at all today.
1: Like, can you be grateful for the runs where your legs feel like lead? Yep. You've got a side stitch. you got other GI issues going on. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of things that can come up there. Can you still be grateful for those runs? Yeah. Not the runs where you're like, man, I feel like I could downright skip down the path here. No, (laughs) the legs where you're like, I feel like it would be faster if I was actually crawling. Can you still be grateful for those runs? And it's it's a lot more of a challenge, but um, it's pretty amazing when you can be. It, it, when you can be out there on a run that objectively is not doing what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. You're not hitting the paces that you want. You're definitely not feeling the way that you were hoping that you were going to feel. Um, and it gets, it gets even more challenging. Can you be grateful for when you have that physical experience in the middle of a race? Like it's one thing on a training run to be like, man, this training run just is—it's not working for me today. But I'll get back at it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Can you be grateful when the run's not going well and you have a number pinned on your chest? Yeah. And when you can get to that point, it's essentially running nirvana. Any everything is happy. You've reached running enlightenment at that point in time. If you can head out on every run, in whatever circumstance, feeling good or bad physically, and still be able to be grateful for the run, that yeah. that's so huge. it it just it helps you smile through all circumstances
0: yeah i mean i feel like you are in a way describing my run this morning because like when i was running it just nothing felt good like the weather wasn't good like my legs weren't cooperating and every split just kept getting slower and it was like (laughs) and i'm watching you know and i'm I'm like i want to push and i was pushing right like effort level wise i was pushing but and and that effort level was there, but the the pace just kept just kept slowing down, you know, and it was tough. Like I I I was this close to modifying the workout instead of doing half, four half miles, I was gonna do three and then two quarters, which would have been fine, you know, it would if I. But I was like, no, like I'm going to keep pushing. I'm still gonna maintain this effort level regardless of whatever that number on the clock is, right? Because it's important for me to show up and and not give up, right? Like, and it was funny because I actually was channeling some of the girls on our cross country team this morning because we had our regional tra- championship race on Saturday and a couple of the girls were sick. Like everyone is sick right now, you know, All basically, especially in, in school. Um, a lot of people are sick right now. And so we had one girl who is like, Hey coach, I am I feel awful. And I was like, can you run? She's like, yes. And I'm like, then do your best. And she came running by me with about a little, little over a half mile to go, just crying. Like, I can't breathe. And I'm like, just keep going. You know, you just keep going. I was just cheering her on and she ran like her season best which is incredible right like the amount of mental strength and i went up to her afterwards and you know just told her how proud i was of her like to push through with that level of not being able to breathe and not your body not cooperating not feeling like you're you're moving and to to still keep pushing how much mental strength that takes can we be grateful for that right like even when our body isn't cooperating and it's all on the mind Can that can we just be grateful that we are willing to keep pushing that we continued to keep pushing even when we weren't getting the results that we wanted to
1: yeah it uh it sets up the that gratitude for the challenges before us yeah you know um in, in that case it was pretty clear to see where the challenge came from the kid couldn't breathe she was super congested blowing her nose nonstop stop before the race started i know poor um, thing but she didn't want to let her team down. So she went right. as hard as she possibly could. And, and she did. She was the second one on the team. So she couldn't even see what was happening behind her. But she just assumed, I need to run as fast as I can. And everybody else on the team is going to run as fast as they possibly can. But they need me to give everything I can for the best chance we have as a team. And she yeah. knew it. And she went for it. She went all in. Um I, I told her she wasn't allowed to be sick until 8 o'clock. And I think she full-blown embraced the sickness at about 7.40, which was still 20 minutes from the finish line. So – or 10 minutes from the finish line. she The sickness came on a little too fast. A little too um, soon. But, you know, she went as hard as she could. And it didn't necessarily get the result that she was going for time-wise. Yeah. Um, it was her fastest time in the season. But at the end of the day, it, it was as hard as she could have possibly gone that day. Right. And – That's, I think what a lot of us want to get to is, can I look back at a race and say, yeah, that was everything I gave on that day. It might not have, have had the the result that you wanted. And sometimes that gives a lesson that you're like, okay, this is an area of my running that I can improve on. In mm-hmm. that case, her lesson was super easy. You can't run that fast when you're really sick. But some of us go out there and it's like, uh, I I ran this race and I got stomach issues starting at mile 10. So the last three miles of my half marathon didn't go well. And instead of being disappointed, can you just learn from that? Can you say, wow, that was a great experience. I'm glad I was able to get out there and do that. I was, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. I was able to push my body and I learned something about what I can and cannot eat during the race. Mm -hmm. I learned about the levels of hydration that I need to maintain all the way through the entire half marathon. Like there's a lot of times that you're able to learn a great lesson off of a poor performance because it's, Sometimes it's difficult to look back at something that seems like everything went great and be like, mm-hmm. huh, "Everything went perfect. I don't need to change anything." In all likelihood, there are lessons in there that you can learn. They're just a lot easier to spot on on races and on workouts that don't go perfect. You can look back at them and try and pick out the details, the lessons that you can learn. And being able to learn those lessons and use them as you move forward, that's something that you can definitely be grateful for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like some of those lessons we don't see until afterwards, right? Like, and I think that that is what makes maybe gratitude in the moment more challenging, right? Because we can have faith, right? Like I'm a, I'm a big believer in faith, like having faith that there is going to be something good that comes from this, right? Because sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see, right? It's, it can be really, and that goes for running, and other any other circumstance in your life as well, right? Like when you're in it, it is not always easy or even possible to see the goodness that might come from it. But I I choose in those moments faith that there is something good that's going to come out of it. And I don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> but, but I believe that there will be, you know, and that I could be grateful for this challenge looking back that it helped me to grow into the person that I was supposed to be. And like one of the examples that I like to think of is like getting laid off from a job. When I um, was a new mom, I was a physical therapist, as you guys know. And after our first child was born, I took a part-time job and and worked for about a year in this one clinic and i ended up at the end of that year getting laid off because medicare changes and blah 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 um but they they ended up letting me go and at the time i was crushed here i am with a one year almost yeah she had just turned one um and you know figuring out obviously we needed the income to support the family and then just like the ego cru- you know the blow to my ego of like being let go and that Thing, that event is what basically helped me create my business. I created my first business. I incorporated, I like um, registered for my corporation that like one month after that happened. And because I was like, oh, well, I'll do some home health, right? Like I'll do some home health physical therapy. Uh, My boss was, was super nice. And she, she wrote me like a a raving review and and referred me to like a friend of hers that did home health and whatnot. I was like, that would be good be more flexible. So I ended up incorporating myself and just being an independent contractor and steps after after step, after step, after step led me to where I am today. Right. And so Had I not gotten laid off from that job, who knows if I'd be doing this right now, which I absolutely love doing. Like I love the business that we've created. I love being able to help you guys all over the world to improve your running, to improve your life, like all of the things. I love the flexibility that I have in my life now. Like everything came. I mean, who knows if it would have happened anyway. I'd like to think so maybe at at some point, right? But that was one of the the stimulus for me to like – create a business and then figure out, okay, now what do I do with my taxes? And what do I do with this? And what do I do with that? Like I had to figure out all the parts, right? So there are things that happen that sometimes we think are terrible at the time, but end up being one of the best things. And so I'll I'll still to this day say that was one of the best things that's ever happened to me for sure, because it led me down this path of entrepreneurship and small being, you know, owning my own business and, and that kind of thing. And that's opened up so many amazing things in my life, right? So moving on, what we want to think about is like, so right now we've thought about, you know, gratitude for the good things, gratitude for the hard things. But what we want to kind of understand is that gratitude is a practice, right? Because if we just try to always look for the good things in everything, it can start to feel kind of fake. Like if we're being honest, right? Like there are some times and there are some situations in our life that just are hard, that we don't want to feel good about, right? Like at the time, I didn't want to feel good about getting laid off. Like looking back now, I can see what a blessing it was, right? But in the time, sometimes we don't want to see the silver lining all the time right away. Like maybe like a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, depending on what's going on, we can can start to try to find the silver lining. We can try to find the positives in it. But sometimes it's okay to like just allow yourself to be In the negative for a short amount of time, I think, because that's just part of the human experience, right? That's part of the 50-50. Those runs that don't feel good, we can acknowledge that they don't feel good. Like, and then can we change them into a learning experience? Sure. But sometimes runs just don't feel good and you just, you just like get through it and you're like, okay, well, I did it anyway, right? But when we think about gratitude, I like to think about gratitude as a practice, right? I like to think about it as a skill that we can improve. And this is kind of where the challenge of the month comes in, because there are lots of different ways that we can practice gratitude. And there's some basic ones that you've probably all heard about, right? Like journaling, like writing down three things every day in the morning or the evening that you're grateful for. Like, I like this practice. I write down, I have a journal by my by my bed on my nightstand and every single night before I go to bed I write down three things from that day that I was grateful for. It just kind of helps me think back and reflect on the day, especially those days where things don't always seem to go your way. Trying sometimes I'm sitting there a little bit longer than others, right? Trying to find those three things that I want to be grateful for. And sometimes I do write down the challenging things, right? Just like the other day last week I had a, a really challenging day and I wrote one of the things that I wrote down in my journal was I, I'm grateful for situations that keep me humble, <laughs> right? like things that maybe don't go the way ideally that we think that they should, or that we wish that they would have gone. Right. And that we look back afterwards. We're like, Oh, I did not handle that correctly. Right. Like I had one of those situations last week. Um, those, those, situations where that teach me that I still have more more work to do, more things to learn, right? like because none of us are as evolved or as as intelligent as we can be. like we can always continue to learn and grow um, and be better humans in my opinion. Um, so I like to look at so journaling is one of those things that that allows me to to do that. Um, another thing we do here in our house is um, dinner time gratitude. So we go around our table. And everybody has to say one thing that they're grateful for. Um, So I think that this is a really great practice to do with families. So if you have anybody else in your house, um, but if if you don't and you live by yourself, I think this is also a great practice that you can just do alone too like if, when when you sit down for a meal when you sit down for dinner just to think about one one or two things that you're grateful for just as that reminder right like trying to find those reminder we talk about creating habits in our lives that will set us up for success gratitude is a practice gratitude is a habit right so having those triggers that will that will remind us of what we can be grateful for are really helpful
1: yeah the uh, the dinnertime family gratitude practice is fun Um, Especially when we get together with other members of our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a niece that we've been doing this practice for for a while. And when she started up and she was like four, maybe three or four. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many things a four year old can come up with during the day that they're grateful for. And there's, you know, sometimes as adults, we're sitting there like, man, what can I possibly come up with during the day that I want to show appreciation for? And she's got 703 things and she'd like (laughs) to share details about all of them. And it's like, okay, I probably have that many things also. She just doesn't feel beaten down by the end of the day, but there's no reason that I need to either. Like I can stay upbeat and positive, not not like positive in the face of like, sometimes things don't go the way that I want, but I can get over that and I can continue moving on to from it. And I don't have to to dwell in the negative. Mm -hmm. I can look at all the things that happened during my day that were in fact positive things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So if you guys have gratitude practices. I would love to hear yours in the chat. Also, I've got some more, a couple other suggestions here. Um, and I'll be emailing these out like over the course of the challenge this month. Um, another great way to practice gratitude is like every mile of your run or every mile of your race you can pick something else to be grateful for. So I like to think a bit of, think of it as like every time your watch beeps, right? Like maybe you have a workout, like mile repeats or half mile repeats, and you've got five repeats. So it's like every time your watch beeps, that makes you think of, okay, I'm going to pick one more thing that I'm grateful for. And maybe you want to think about That ahead of time, maybe you want to kind of pick those things out. And then when the the watch beeps, you just remember, okay, number one, number two, like, I think that I've seen this practice, like for people in races, where they'll dedicate like one mile to like one person, you know, or one situation in their life, or they'll, they'll pray for one person during that mile. Um, And I think that's a really powerful practice as well. So like every mile you're, you know, you pick a, someone to be grateful for or something to be grateful for every time, every interval, same thing, right? That's another way that we can really bring this into our running more.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. You know, if you got like five, five by a mile repeat, it's a long workout. Sometimes you're grateful that the watch beeped and that that (laughs) interval is done. I'm grateful that the watch finally (laughs) beeps.
0: That's so true. Um, Another one I thought about was looking in the mirror. Um I think that this is a really interesting one if if you would be open to doing this because I think that many of us tend to be a little critical of ourselves when we look in the mirror, right? Like we when we look in the mirror, you know, are you focusing on the, the wrinkles on your face? Are you focusing on the loose skin around your waist? Are you focusing on, um, you know, the, the art, the stuff hanging from your arm? Like, you know, I think that a lot of times when we look in the mirror, we can, our brain wants to like push, go towards what we don't like something critical, something negative. What if every single time we looked in the mirror, we chose something we were grateful for? right like every single time you saw yourself in the mirror you're like i'm grateful for my eyes and i'm grateful that i'll be able that i can see right i'm grateful um for my nose and the be- the ability to smell right like i'm grateful for fill in the blank um i think that that could be a really really powerful practice because i know that for me um when i decided to be a mom and when i especially a mom of girls I, when I was younger, tended to be very critical of myself, you know, you know, looking in the mirror, same thing, right? Like, like putting on the the outfit and, and not liking the way, like not liking the, the size of my body or the shape of my body or whatever it was. And I knew that I needed to clean up my self-image because I wanted to model a healthy image, body image for my girls, because I didn't want my girls to have any body image issues, any, you know, um, any more body image issues than what they're already going to have because of society, right? When when it's modeled, I know that when healthy body image is modeled in the home, they're going to have more of a chance to have a healthy body image of themselves growing up. So I knew I had to clean my body image up, my self-talk, so that I could model that for my girls, right? And so it was a practice for sure. Like It was not an overnight thing where I was just like, poof I, and I love my body, right? Like, but doing doing this really helped me to do this, right? Pointing out those when I when my brain went to the critical, I, I okay, like how can I flip that? How can I reframe that? Right. Like, so like now when I'm starting to notice like little lines and different things on my face, I'm like, God, you know, like I'm so grateful that I am 41 years old and I have two kids that I love dearly and sometimes drive me crazy, you know, like, or whatever it is. Um, when I see the, find the gray hairs that are, that are popping out, right? Like what, what can I be grateful for there? So that's a really, um, not always easy one, but a very, very powerful one that you guys can, can try out throughout the the course of this month too.
1: Yeah. When I see the little wrinkles coming in here across the, the the top, I'm like, I'm so grateful for all of the miles and miles that I have run out in the sun. And I, I'm grateful for the miles that I put sunscreen on. I'm <laughs> grateful for... It, a lot of a lot of stuff, I, and I can look back and be like, you know, I've got a little wrinkles coming in here. I am grateful that I am in a new age category when I come to an upcoming race. Like, I mm-hmm. there are different ways to look at at gratitude. There are different yeah. ways to spin everything that you see in the mirror.
0: Yeah, and like the smile lines, like how how many times I've smiled, like all the joy that I've experienced in my life, right? Like, there's lots of different ways that we can look at things, and you know. Um, for every round of the strength circuit you guys do, right? Can you be thankful that your body is strong enough to do another repetition, another round of strength number one, another burpee, you know, like whatever it might be, like, can you That's be grateful for those That's another one to be grateful things? for the
1: beep of the watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so... That's what we've got for you guys today. Um, I think like gratitude is a super powerful thing that we can definitely use to improve our running and the rest of our life in the process. So I'll be emailing you guys out with um these suggestions in the challenge, but my my request and my ask is to start posting in the group more, right? So that we can all support each other so that we can help each other understand that like, you know, through the good, through the hard, through the struggles, we're all there. We're all still supporting each other and we can all be grateful for this community of real life runners that we are all a part of. So um, hopefully I will see more of your posts this, um, this, this month because I would love to connect with more of you guys there in the group. Annie says, "I have a younger friend who told me she loves my lines, wrinkles of grace. <laughs> I like it; it's very cool." Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck to everybody racing this weekend. I know we've got a um, some people doing New York, the New York City Marathon. A handful marathon. of New Yorkers. We've got some New York, yeah, and then there's obviously some smaller races um, that people are doing as well. So good luck to all of our runners and our racers this weekend, and we can't wait to hear your recaps in the group as well. So thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. So if you're ready to finally get some help achieving the goals that matter to you, Head over to realliferunners.com forward slash academy. You'll get all the details about our group coaching program, the Real Life Runners Training Academy. We would love to be your coaches. We would love to help you train in a way that's right for you so that you can achieve the goals that matter to you. If you want to get rid of the frustration and run faster, run longer, feel better while you're running, this is the program for you. So check it out today, realliferunners.com forward slash academy, and hopefully we'll see you inside.